0: for October 27th, 2023. I'm your host, Lynn Schneider, and I thank you for joining me for today's episode. Okay, have you ever taken a ride in a robo-taxi or some other autonomous vehicle? If not, would you like to at some point in the future? Well, it's certainly possible to do that right now in some cities. San Francisco being one of them. In San Francisco, you could choose between Cruise, which is a subsidiary of GM, or Waymo. Then that is owned by Alphabet, or otherwise known as Google. So both companies had done pilot projects testing their driverless vehicles with like small fleets and a small number of riders starting in about 2017, with Cruise being the first. But gradually, both companies increased their vehicle counts and ridership. And on August 10th, 2023, the California Public Utilities Commission approved the expansion of robo-taxi services in San Francisco, which basically allowed both companies to operate citywide at all hours of the day. Now, there had been reports in the press of problems with the autonomous vehicles, with incidents where, for example, a cruise robo-taxi smashed into a fire truck, injuring the passenger in the robo. The robo-taxis were notorious for just sort of stopping because, and they say it was caused by connectivity issues, because the vehicles have to be able to connect with the home base, so to speak. And if there was some sort of cellular issue or whatever, they would lose that connectivity, and it would cause the cars, the taxis to just stop. But of course, this would block traffic and like interfere with emergency vehicles, getting to people. In yet another incident, a robo failed to yield to a motorcyclist, which caused, like, it was a minor crash, but, you know, it was a crash. But the latest incident, and the one that has gotten, I would say, a lot of attention in the California press from October 2nd, involves an incident where a cruise robo-taxi was hit by another car driven by a human it's actually it was a it was a hit and run accident and basically the human car ran a red light and it hit a pedestrian in the process the pedestrian somehow got caught underneath the robo so I guess when the person was hit the, the it caused them to sort of catapult underneath that robotaxi and basically what then happened is that the robo dragged the pedestrian about 20 feet and the person was injured you know pretty badly of course it was sounds like a horrific situation but is you know still alive so so actually in this case the robotaxi did not cause the initial accident the human did supposedly this although in there was an article in the San Francisco Chronicle that said that Cruz maybe wasn't forthcoming with all of the information or the video, but Cruz denies that. So these incidents taken together caused the California DMV to suspend Cruz's Robo permits on October 24th. And they said that the reason they did this is they felt that Cruise misrepresented information on the safety of its autonomous technology and it posed an unreasonable risk to public safety. So as it stands now, Cruise robotaxis, they can still operate, but they're required to have a human driver in the vehicle. This situation brings up the question of how much risk we're willing to, to accept with new technologies. And even with tech like AI, OpenAI, GPT four, you know, are we moving too fast in adopting these new and you know relatively untested technologies on such a grand scale? Essentially these things are being unleashed on the world. And maybe they're just not ready yet for prime time. I mean, there are obvious benefits of self-driving vehicles. It could be lead to lower costs. And I wonder how many of us in the blind community have imagined... The independence and opportunities this technology could provide for us. And human drivers are notorious for being asleep at the wheel, intoxicated, distracted, you know, aggressive, or otherwise impaired in some way, you know, resulting in accidents that a driverless vehicle could theoretically help avoid. According to data from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration in the United States, in 2021, about 42,915 Americans were killed in motor vehicle crashes. And of course, untold millions you know, had injuries with often lifelong consequences, right? So obviously, humans are not so great at this driving thing either (laughs) but of course software in these robo taxis could malfunction there could be bugs in the software which is I think what's happening right now and vehicles also could be tampered with or hacked in some way that's another concern that people have it seems like right now in the research that I've been doing on this subject Problems are happening partly because of interactions between human drivers and robo taxis. But this is a young technology, right? And even before California really embraced robo taxis, police and fire services were warning about the possible, you know, disruptions these robo taxis could cause. But I still think I'd like to take a ride in one of these driverless vehicles. And I hope to do that at some point in the very near future, actually. Okay, so have you ever heard of acoustic touch? Well, this might be coming to a pair of smart glasses or identification or orientation apps for the blind in the near future according to an article from a publication called Scene Mag, It's a new technology that apparently translates visual information into distinct sound icons, which are then used to create unique sound representations as objects enter the device's field of view. For example, the sound of rustling leaves might signify a plant, or a buzzing sound might represent a mobile phone. This technology is being incorporated into smart glasses right now by researchers from the University of Technology in Sydney, Australia, and also the University of Sydney, together with Aria, which you may have heard of Aria, another Sydney startup company, supposedly improves the ability of users to locate and identify objects in their environment by creating unique sound icons for different items instead of just using a screen reader to speak descriptions as we do now. So an efficacy and usability study of this technology by blind and visually impaired individuals has been published in the journal called PLOS. I don't know what that stands for, but I sort of think that this sounds vaguely familiar, like we've had something like this in the past. Remember seeing with sound and, you know, things like that. I don't know. I'm not quite sure I understand this completely, but it's going to be interesting to watch, and it may be something that we benefit from in the near future. Okay, so if you've had the experience of purchasing and setting up a new iPhone, you know how it can be a slow and laborious process, even though Apple has really made this much easier than it used to be. I remember a time when we didn't have over-the-air updates, and you had to do everything using iTunes, and yes, wasn't that so much fun? So according to an article from Bloomberg, and I also saw this on MSN.com and a few other places, Apple is testing a new tool that's gonna allow stores to update new iPhones while they're still in the sealed box. Amazing. And this could actually shorten the time it takes to set up a new phone and make the process easier for everybody. By skipping that step of having to update the operating system, a person could get right into setting up their apps and, you know, just having fun with their phone instead of messing around with the technicalities. So with that being said, it's time to wrap up this episode. But I would love your feedback, which you can send to feedback at FridayFinds.show. That's feedback at FridayFinds.show. This podcast can also be found on Apple Podcasts and also as a part of the main IACast feed, as we are a proud member of the IACast network. And you can check out the website for this podcast at fridayfinds.show. So until next week, I wish you a great weekend and a great week ahead. Thanks again for listening, liking, and sharing.